Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Good evening, buddies, and welcome to another episode of Everybody's Favorite Show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is my new buddy, Lorinda. How you doing, Lorinda? Hi! <laughs> Glad to have I'm doing you on good. The show. Awesome. Glad to hear. Glad to have you on the show. Um, Thank you. You were amazing when you came to Erie, Pennsylvania. So I'm like, I got to get her on BuddyCast, you know? Cool. <laughs> so I got to start by asking, how did you develop an interest for singing? Well, um, I'm actually uh, from Canada. I'm from northern Saskatchewan originally. And I just always was a singer. Um, I started singing when I was a little kid, my, along to the radio or records. And my parents were like, yeah, sure, sing all you like. Um, and then one day, uh, I was about two or three years old and I was at an auction, like a farm auction. And mm -hmm. I climbed on the little stage platform and took over the microphone and I started singing Delta Dawn. And my mother was really mortified and embarrassed. And I wouldn't leave until they bought me a red wagon that was for auction. So I got a, a radio flyer out of it. And that was my first performance. <laughs> nice, nice. When did you decide to go professional? Well, I, I always studied. I started studying voice lessons when I was 11. And I also did acting at, at my school. And I just loved it. And I went to the University of Saskatchewan for acting. And then mm. I had an opportunity to audition for a musical theater school in New York City. And I took that opportunity and I got a scholarship to come here. And I was like, oh, I want to do musicals. I want to sing and act at the same time. So I uh, came to New York City. And up until then, I was definitely, you know, I was learning all I could. I was studying, but I wasn't professional. I mean, I sang all around the province of Saskatchewan and, you know, at people's weddings and and at school and all sorts of things. But once I got to New York and studied further and finished school, then I was ready to do any professional work that could happen. And so I've been a member of Actors' Equity Union for many years, I guess, oh goodness, now like all, coming up like 24 years or so. Wow. Um, and I do a lot of cabaret singing in New York City, which is what we call live nightclub singing, where you go in and have a two drink minimum, and you watch uh, maybe a, a person sing with the piano or a band or a group of people. There's various nightclubs around the city and you just watch the live music. So I, I did that for a lot of years, too. That is an awesome, awesome story. Now, when you came to Erie, Pennsylvania, you were with a group called Spot On Entertainment. How yeah. did you how did you discover those guys? How did you do? Yeah, well, um, Scott, who who owns or runs Spot on Entertainment, it's his company. He has been a part of the music, like the cabaret community within uh, New York City for years also. And 
everybody kind of knows each other that we sing at all the nightclubs. And I also used to wait tables and uh, bartend mm-hmm. at a lot of them too. So not only would I be there if I was seeing a show of a friend or or uh, doing my own show, I was there almost every night because I was the waiter and the bartender. So I just began to know loads of people starting about t- the year 2000 is when I really began to get into it. And um, so Scott's just always kind of known me as, as this person who, who uh, does shows and would wait on him. And, and I was at his shows and, and enjoying them. And then um, I guess he, you know, he just saw me do a lot of my own work. And then one day, you know, he needed people to be a part of shows that he was putting together. And he, he just said, do you want to be a part of this? And, and I said, absolutely. And then uh, it's just kind of grown, like his, it's just grown even more. And he, the show we did was called Music of the Nights. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was the three, uh, three knights from England, um, Sir Elton John, Sir Paul McCartney, and Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. So, but that's just one of his many shows. We, I do a disco show with him. Ooh. It, it's so much fun. Uh, disco, we do, um, I do a show with him called Summer of Love, and it's all music from 1968. Mm. Um, and he has so many shows. Like, he has about 10 or 11 shows, maybe 12. Like, just different themes and different kinds of music. Love it, love it. Now, you said when you were here in Erie, that you did the Knights of London show, which are three yeah. of my all-time favorite people. Big Elton John fan. Love <laughs> Paul McCartney and Andrew Lloyd Webber is my favorite composer. Okay. So I got to ask, out of those three, like, if you could pick one song from each of them, which would be your favorite? Okay. It, int- okay. Um, well, I love, I mean, I, I, I'm the one who sings most of the Paul McCartney in the show, mm-hmm. just because I have a low voice for uh, a lady. So I actually sing in Paul McCartney's key <laughs> and he has a high voice for a man. Mm-hmm. So we meet in the middle. So, but I don't actually sing my favorite song in the show. And one of my favorite Paul McCartney songs is live, live and let live or let die from, mm-hmm. you know, like the James Bond movies because I love how that sounds with the symphony. It's got the xylophone in it. It's got like the big kettle drums, the string section, brass. It has everything and it's so like rocking and great. Um, So that actually I think is my favorite, even though that's not one that I do. Mm -hmm. And my favorite Elton John song is not in the show because it's a very Mm. random Elton John song from the 80s. And it was called In Neon. Mm. Um, you can look it up on YouTube. It 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 was um it he released it, but it wasn't like a big, big hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, I guess, maybe around 86 or 87, but it was called In Neon. So if anyone wants to look up a sort of random Elton John song. And for Andrew Lloyd Webber, that's tougher. Um I the first cassette of music that I ever bought of a musical was Phantom of the Opera. Mm. So I mean I I learned I listened to that a lot when I was a teenager. But as I got older, you realize you want I wanted to listen to musicals that I could maybe potentially have a part in someday. Mm-hmm. And a lot of his musicals 
I just would not ever have a part. Like I'm not a, a lyric soprano, so I wouldn't do, you know, I wouldn't be in the Phantom. And cats, I'm not a dancer, so I wouldn't really, it's not, that's not what I do. Um, I'm not, I'm not a Vita. <laughs> so that's harder for me. I don't really have like a mm -hmm. real favorite. Nothing from like, nothing from like Superstar Boulevard, or anything? Something from Sunset Boulevard, maybe. Mm -hmm. Like um, Gloria Swanson, like that kind of thing. Like there's some songs from that, that as I'm getting older, I could be right for so so maybe something like that. Nice, nice. Yeah. I was about to ask nothing from superstar or anything like that. Like, um, oh yeah, like I I love some of the songs, but I like the men's songs because mm -hmm. they're in my range as well. Except mm -hmm. usually, you know, they won't cast like they're they they're not going to traditionally cast a lady as Jesus. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I like I like to sing those songs because like, they're my favorite. Mm -hmm. yeah. they're my favorite as well that was actually my first school play that i ever did was superstar awesome so i was very happy to hear some of those songs i knew every yeah. elton song that you guys sang like yeah even when scott was explaining it like this was elton's first big hit when he came to america i'm like your song you know yeah yeah you just know they're, they're yeah exactly and paul mccartney was very easy to follow along like you knew yeah. And I will absolutely say I'm so happy with the songs that you ended on. Like you ended on Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. You ended on Hey Jude. Like that yeah. was the grand finale. Like yeah, you ended on all good. the right it's songs. Good, you know? good one. Like it's a good finale song. And and we and everyone can sing along. Exactly. The one thing that I kind of miss is before COVID happened, we would finish the show, leave the stage, and then we'd go out into the lobby and we'd mm. talk to everybody and greet everybody and and just, you know, say hi. And and people would tell us, you know, what they liked and their favorite parts. And just I just loved meeting people from all over, well, North America, because we, mm -hmm. we've done shows down in Mexico and we've been up to Canada. So I got to, you know, I didn't go to my home province, but I've been to Alberta and British Columbia and Ontario. And then all over the States, and ever since, you know, COVID's happened, like, we're just, everybody's so much more careful and we just have to be more cautious. Yes. So I'm, I'm, I can't wait until things just finally, you know, we yeah. can come back to some sort of normalcy. I mean, I think mm -hmm. we're getting there. I think it's getting closer, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I just hope that that finally happens. Cause I, I miss that part. I like seeing, yes. meeting, seeing people. Absolutely. So speaking of meeting people, you know, you, uh, we obviously saw each other in Erie, Pennsylvania. What was that experience like for you being in Erie? Well, I loved it because the very nature of the snow, the lake, the snow on the lake, the people out ice fishing. Mm -hmm. um, it's very much like it's a city, but it's got a very community feel. I'm from a very small town in Northern Saskatchewan. And so, and my family has like, there's a lake nearby. So mm -hmm. in the winter we go ice fishing, snowmobiling. I played hockey and curling. Um, so it's my kind of town. Like I looked around and I was like, oh, this is like being back home for me. Like my town's way smaller. We, we you know, we don't have as like we don't have a beautiful big hospital and all like I saw like the modern hospital and just mm -hmm. like the big theater like we don't have that in my my own town is only seven hundred people but the amenities like all the snow and the and then I I was talking to someone I was like 
what's your junior hockey team here? And they're like, oh, the Erie Otters. It's from the Ontario Hockey League. And and I was like, oh, so you've got hockey and you've got sports teams. And mm-hmm. yeah, you can go skating anytime. You probably have a curling rink. And I was just like, this is my kind of place. Mm-hmm. We do have a curling league. I don't think we have a rink for it, but it's like, it's kind of like street curling a little bit, you know? Really? Yeah. Like it's not with cool. the brooms or anything like that, but yeah. it's just like, you just roll it and see if you can make yeah. it to the target. So cool. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of curling on the Olympics, so it's in mm. my head. Ah, <laughs> oh, sweet. Sweet. So earlier we mentioned, you know, three of my favorite people, uh, Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber, Sir Elton John, and um, Sir Paul McCartney. Who are some of your singer role models? Oh boy. Okay. Some strange ones. Um, but one of my first ones was the singer Meatloaf, who mm. just recently passed away. Mm-hmm. But I used to listen to uh, his, well, it was on 8-track when I first listened to it in the 70s, but Bad Out of Hell. Mm-hmm. I, I just loved his voice. And he was very theatrical when he sang. Like, it was theater and this great rock tenor. So, and the songs were kind of campy and funny. Jim Steinman wrote them. So I, I, I loved him and listened to him a lot. I'd say another influence would have been Patsy Cline. I listened to a lot of country music. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. oh, Jose says he loves meatloaf too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, go meatloaf. I listened to a lot of Patsy Cline and kind of learned to sing country music and that style from listening to her. And um, some people listen and they go, oh, oh, there's a lot of share in your voice because I have that lower lower voice too and Cher has a traditionally low singing voice for a woman so those three were definite influences but then I just listened to a lot of um like the Eagles Mm. um a lot of country music groups like the nitty-gritty dirt band Alabama when I was growing up so I learned how to do harmonies and to make up my own harmonies like I can jump in and sing backup for people and do that group singing and that's come in really handy for what i have to do in concerts or on or in a broadway type show because there's lots of harmonies beautiful 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 you named everyone that i love you know meatloaf <laughs> all that so perfect good taste good taste yes yes <laughs> yes and me and my fiance love country music so oh yeah 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 Okay, that's cool. Do you yes. guys get any country music concerts that come through? We get a few of them. We get yeah. um, we get a few like I don't think we get really big big names. Those are more cities right. like Pittsburgh and Cleveland, which were yeah, on the that, makes sense. that makes sense. But we get you know every now and then someone makes a stop through Erie, you know. Yeah. Just for the heck of it, our buddy. Well, Erie's got such a beautiful theater. Like, yes. you could easily have big name people because it's like such a beautiful theater, like hundred percent. So. <laughs> Yes. So my buddy here, Jose, wants to know if you're a fan of REO Speedwagon, too. You know what? I I really do like REO Speedwagon. And when I was in high school, our typing teacher used to play REO Speedwagon. He had like the actual record of it and he dropped the needle. And it was still back when there was electric typewriters because, you know, I'm I'm a little bit older. So we had electric typewriters and to learn how to type like consistently and keep your speed we would listen to in your letter ooh, in your letter and we'd type t- to the beat and he would keep ario speedwagon playing and that's what how i learned to type back then now that 
is an awesome story. <laughs> Who knew Ariel Speedwagon would be teaching people how to type, you know? I know. <laughs> so now I got to ask concerning your career, what are your hopes and dreams for your future? Like, what are you, what well, are you really, I, hoping, you know, I want to keep on singing with spot on and Scott and, and all my friends. My biggest goal is I want, I, I, I do any kind of performing jobs. Like I, I've studied, so I, I would like, I do TV or film if it was offered. I Broadway, off Broadway and concert work seem to be like what I would gravitate towards. And I audition and, and work at it all the time. So, but the biggest thing for me is that I want to work at jobs that I love and with people I love. And so with, when I work with Scott and spot on entertainment and all of my friends, we travel and it's just the most fun. I mean, we get to go to different places and meet different people and we try different restaurants and we stay mm -hmm. in, you know, a nice hotel and it's just, it's just the best. And then we get to go sing for people and it's just, you know, people mm -hmm. like the show and, and we can sing, you know, we can look out and see people smiling and enjoying it. And I, I love that. Yes. And the other thing I do is um, uh, for years, I've, it's called a workshop for, you know, when Broadway shows get to Broadway, sometimes it takes 10 or more years for a show to be developed. Like Hamilton took mm -hmm. about 10 years to get to Broadway from when the, the idea first happened. It takes a long time to write and work on a musical. So um, I work on, I've been working on a lot of musicals over the years and some go on to Broadway and some don't. And sometimes you work on them and they may go or they may not. Uh, you may, you, they might happen, but then they change the casting. You just don't know, but mm -hmm. you work on them. It's really fun to do. So uh, I've been working on one with a friend. His name's Joe Iconis, and he wrote a show a few years ago called Be More Chill. Hmm. And it was on Broadway, and he got a Tony nomination for composer. And he's always working on shows. So I'm working on one that I'm in that he's worked on called, it's about Hunter S. Thompson, the journalist uh, from the 50s, 60s, 70s. He passed away in the 2000s. But um, mm. he was he invented gonzo journalism is what the style was. And he wrote a famous book called Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. But um, I've been working on a musical and we're hoping that something is going to be happening now that things are opening back up again. So in the next year or two, we're hoping to get back working on that and maybe something will happen with it. Beautiful. Yeah. Love that. Love how it's all development in the process too, you know, like yeah. something, something sometimes, good's going to come of this, you know? Yeah. But sometimes working on things are, is the most fun yes. because you're creating and usually like I, it just seems like I work with a lot of friends. So mm -hmm. I always am surrounded by people that I enjoy and I really love them and, and I trust them and we just have the best time. So I really are, like that. <laughs> and those are the best jobs, you know, those are the yeah. best times. Like those are the ones you don't want to leave work today. Or you, you're, sad that, like, this, you're sad that this meeting's over or something like that compared to the nine to five job where you're just like, yeah, I'll need three more hours till lunch or something like that, you know? <laughs> I know. I, I sometimes like I'll fill in, you know, I'll fill in at an office job or a nine to five job just as a temp or something. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I just like, if I'm not on my feet and like working and like just keeping busy, 
I have a real hard time just sitting at a desk. Like I, I have too much energy maybe, or I don't know. I just, the time goes so slowly and I keep looking at the clock and I just, I just, I, I was from a farm when I was younger before I moved to mm. New York. And I think I just got used to like doing farm work and very active work. Mm -hmm. um, and always, you know, whether it was looking after farm animals when we had it or, or driving trucks and tractors all around and like just I just got used to very active like lifestyle work so I find sitting behind a desk I just I just have trouble like I I can do it but I just I'm like oh time's moving too slow yes you can do it but you'd rather be somewhere else right now like you'd yeah, much just, rather you'd yeah much rather like you said be on the farm enjoying something or yeah, outside, up on my you know? feet, just running around like crazy. <laughs> yes, yes. We have another question from the audience again with Jose. Um, what do you do when you're not in the spotlight? What What are some of your hobbies? That's a good oh. one. Okay. Well, this my favorite hobby is uh, I like to play Texas Hold'em, No mm. Limit Texas Hold'em, or Pot Limit Omaha. Um, I like to play poker with my friends, but I also will occasionally go to Las Vegas to play um, or various like Atlantic City. Um, maybe not as much since the last few years just because it's been a little strange, but mm -hmm. but uh, I, I just love, I love playing cards. Um, I used to be a, a golfer. I used to like golfing, um, but I haven't done that as much lately either. I know everything's just kind of like been slowed down a little bit, but. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it has been. But, and then a lot of singing, like just practicing. Um, I work on songs like learning. I can learn music really quickly, like the tune of a song very quickly. But I have to work to get the lyrics to stick in my head. So I'm always mm -hmm. finding new songs and um, working on the lyrics so that when it comes time to do them, I feel very confident about them. Mm -hmm. And is it always interesting? Like you hear a song for the first time and you think the lyrics are so different. Then you like look them up or something and it's like, what are these? Like, this isn't what the song said, you know? Yeah, this isn't what exactly. I was two minutes ago. You know? I know you're singing along to the radio, and then you look at the real lyrics, and you're like, "Uh, oh, I heard that wrong." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, I gotta ask you some memory questions. Speaking of Andrew okay. Lloyd Webber and memories, you know. So, <laughs> what do you think was probably the funniest memory you had on stage from your career? Okay, this is, oh, okay, I know. This is very strange mm -hmm. and funny. So um, there's a club in New York City called Don't Tell Mama. It's kind of like a famous cabaret club. It's been around for years, like 40 mm -hmm. or 50 years. And I worked there, but I also did shows there. So a few years ago, I was on stage, and I had uh, a friend that I, we had a duo show. My friend Ted and I, it was called the Ted and Low Show, and he played guitar, and I played blues harmonica. And we did harmonies. It was kind of like a coffee house style, like, but we did uh, covers of songs and we did originals that we wrote. And um, one night we, you know, it started at seven o'clock and the audience was, you know, it was pretty busy. Like the room only holds about 50 people. And there was like, you know, 35 or 40 people there. So it was a nice house. Lots of people we knew, like loads of people from, from the business. And but there were these two women sitting right up front, never saw them before in my life. And they, they had all kinds of like luggage, like a suitcase and another contain, like another case and fur coats and like very fancy, but they were like my age. So 
I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe they just wandered in tourists or something want to see the show. So we started doing the show and they talked the whole time. And now it's just a little room you do the show in. So mm-hmm. every they're talking, I can hear them and I'm trying to keep focus and sing, but I'm just like, oh my God, they're going to, and I was just like, oh, this is terrible. And I didn't know what to do. And I could see other people in the audience giving them dirty looks. And I was like, oh, this is going to get bad. So finally we got to about the fourth song and it was uh, Rolling Stones Beast of Burden. So it's like, I'll never be your beast of burden. And I hear one go, oh, good. Finally, a song we know. Now we can sing along. So they had just been talking to each other, but now they started singing. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Time out. Stop, stop. I stopped the show. And like, I've never stopped a show before. Like you just, the thing is you just keep going no matter what, just do the show. I was like, stop, stop, stop. And then I realized it's a piano bar in the other part. So maybe they wanted to be where the piano bar was and they wanted to sing along and have that kind of entertainment. But this was like, not that. So I said, ladies, I said, I think you got into the wrong room. And you want to sing along. And I said, this is not a sing along. This is like, we put on the show and everyone listens. So it's okay. It's no harm. But I said, I think you'll be happier. Like, I'll pay for your drinks. Just, But I think you should just go to the other room and do the kind of show you want. Because this isn't it. And I was trying to be really nice. And they were probably a little bit embarrassed, but they could have just said, oh yeah, yeah, we're in the wrong place and just left. And everybody would have said, oh, nice, bye. They stood up and started cursing at me and cursing at the audience and yelling and telling me I was terrible. Like, and then the whole audience, which were a lot of people I knew, turned on them. And so the whole, Mm. my whole audience started yelling at them. And it was a, it was like a, like a verbal fight, like was happening. And I was just standing there like, oh, what's happening to my show? And then all of a sudden from out of nowhere, one of her, the cases sprang open and a pink dog jumped out of the dog carrier. It was like a Louis Vuitton dog carrier and jumped on stage with me and it was dyed pink but it was like about a knee high dog. And I looked down and this dog was looking at me. And I was like, I was like, Oh, I said, now we have a dog and pony show. And the one is laughing. And I was just like, what is even happening? So then one of the other ladies, she was like more, she wasn't as mean as her friend yelling Mm -hmm. at us. Like, come on, let's go. Let's go. And I think they were scared. Like, for their dog and I was like well as if I'd ever hurt somebody's dog <laughs> like, I was to like, say. hi puppy so they scooped the dog up put him in the container like in the carrier and they left the room screaming at all of us and went out and the door shut and I was like all right two three four and we just went right back into the, the song and we just finished the whole show and mm-hmm. the audience was really like into it because something so weird had happened. Mm-hmm. Like they never saw that. And then a reviewer was there and they were like, Lorinda kicked someone out of her audience. Oh. And a dog was on stage. And people were swearing at each other in the audience. And I was like, 
Yes, successful show. It was the most people talked about that show forever. <laughs> the entire time you're telling that story, all I can think of is the song Saturday Night from Elton John. You know, <laughs> yeah. thinking like, oh, this is how this is going to turn out. You know. Yep. <laughs> oh, now what about a memory about like um an encounter, like something that really touched your heart? You know, meeting a fan or just oh. something like that. You well, know, something inspirational. I get, well, uh, I mean, I, I love meeting people that come to the show and truthfully, anyone who comes and finds me after and wants to tell me something about like, like I get a lot of things. It's like, you know, oh, you know what that song? And it made me think of, it made me think it was my, like my mom's favorite song. And, and then you made me think of her, like, you know, it, I get a lot of that, like, but anytime anyone is touched by by the music or the show that like, and then they, they want to tell you or reach out to you or find me on Like find me on Facebook or just, I'm just so happy. Like it's so meaningful when something like people remember or, or have a good memory because of, you know, something that I did or, or that sort of thing. Um, it, I had a really personal show. The first show I did with Scott, we went up to Calgary, Alberta, and it's about an 11 hour drive from where I live, but my parents drove to see it. And um, my some of my best friends came to see it. And then in the city of Calgary, I had about 20 or 30 people who I either went to high school with or university with, and they knew I was coming. So they bought tickets. So the first four rows, when I walked out on stage for my first number the first four rows was just filled with people that i've known since i was in kindergarten like they all came to see the show and that was like for for personally for me that was like really emotional mm. and made me feel like super happy but in just in general speaking just anytime people just come and want to talk after or you know, just say like, oh, that song made me remember this moment in my family or, or with my children, we used to sing this or just anything like that. I'm, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. So basically anytime anyone's a buddy to you is the most- Pretty much. I mean, mm -hmm. I definitely, I, I definitely love that this, like your show is the buddy show because, mm -hmm. you know, it's really important to support other people. i think that's yes. really important like people supporting other people mm -hmm. is one of the best things like if one of the best things that people can do for real absolutely which leads me to my next question brought to our buddy jonas kane from hashtag positivity he wants to know in your own words what does it mean to be someone's buddy hmm i think being someone's buddy is mm -hmm that you are like you're kind to each other kindness is important i think that you unconditionally support somebody um that doesn't mean you can't disagree mm -hmm. but you still support each other even though you may have a disagreement you work you work things out when you're somebody's buddy um I think that you have trust with somebody who is who is a buddy to you and you can count on them. Yes. Um, and I think that also being a buddy is also about 
growing outside of your own comfort level, your own background, your own upbringing, if that is a situation, Mm -hmm. but you grow outside of that and you learn and want to encompass as many people as you can. People's differences is what makes the world go around. So when you when you start being a friend to people that aren't necessarily like they might not look like you, whether it's a race or spirituality or religion or ability or whatever, but if you get to know people for real, you'll grow as a person and you'll be a much better person. And I think that's part of like what being a buddy should be about is you should help help or want to get to know or walk in the shoes of everybody and anybody. You nailed it on the head. You know, C.S. <laughs> Lewis has one of my favorite quotes, which is true friendship is born when one friend says to another, you too. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because that's, isn't that the truth? Like we can always find uh, similarities, even though we're a lot, we can be a lot different from each other. Mm-hmm. We can always find some common ground. And, you mm-hmm. know, I was telling you earlier, like this, last few years, I mean, I know COVID has been hard for everybody, but I was saying, um, the last few years, I, uh, I found out I had cancer just a few years, a few months into COVID. So, uh, COVID started in March, 2020. I was diagnosed in May, 2020, and it's been a struggle. I mean, it's been a struggle. Um, treatments make you sick. I've had multiple major surgeries. And all you can do is you just keep bouncing back and you heal from them. And just when I, you know, you kind of begin to feel better, then they hit you with something else because, you know, mm-hmm. they're trying to get along the big picture to keep me healthy for as many years as possible. So it in the little, like for months on end, I'll feel bad and then just begin to feel better. And then they'll start radiation and then that ended. And then they started um, another kind of, medical like medicine but the medicine had a bad side effect and i became a diabetic and just Mm. it just keeps rolling and rolling but i think the light's coming at the end of the tunnel i have another surgery i think in april and then um i think i'll have a good chance like to not have to do that for a little while Mm -hmm. but when when you live your life like i was a i've been a waiter and a bartender and i and a farmer and i lift heavy things and i and i'm a very strong you know strong woman and now um i'm not allowed to lift over 10 pounds i'm so you know all these things and it's like i don't like being told no you you're you can't do this and then i realize oh it's not that i'm being told i can't like i really can't and it's Mm -hmm. kind of shocking it's a different way to have to like, okay, I just have to look at things differently and figure out what I can do and keep doing it. And if I can't do something, that's okay. It's okay to not be able to do everything. Exactly. You know what? I ask for help. If I need help with something, I can't do it. I just ask for help. And you know what? It's humbling, but it it makes you a better person. It makes you, you talk to people, you are kind you if you want to ask for help you know what you're usually you have to be a nice person to get help so it mm-hmm. makes you how you deal with people and and you're more understanding and when someone else has problems or trouble you're like oh yeah me too so mm-hmm. i can just 
it's it's okay. Like we can get through it together. Work together. <laughs> exactly. You know, as a little person, I'm asking for help all the time, whether it's in the grocery store, trying to get something off the top shelf, or whether it's just in life, like, hey, can you help me lift this? Because I'd yep. rather be that guy who just asked humbly, like you said, humbly yeah. asks for help rather than the guy who gets the clean up on aisle four, you know, no, exactly. or, or something and like, like that. I'm or, having mm -hmm. uh, my shoulders. I got a thing called frozen shoulder. So I'm, mm. I've been going to physical therapy for um, a couple months now, but like, I can't lift my arms over my head. Like slowly they're beginning to, but I don't have much power and I one unfroze, but then one wouldn't. So like mm. when I go on my shows and I get on a plane, I can't put my bag into the overhead bin, but I just roll it. I can roll it. I roll it mm -hmm. in and I'm like, hi, could somebody help me put this in the overhead bin? I have a, I have um, some frozen shoulder. I have an issue. And they're like, oh, okay. And people jump up and help me all the time. Exactly. People yeah. are really nice. Like, oh, yeah. if you just ask for help. It, it will mm -hmm. be given. I mean, very mm -hmm. rarely do you find someone who's like mean and won't help. People are nice. exactly. And for every one person that is, there will be two others behind them that says, let us help you, you know? Yep. 100%. Yes. So now, yep. buddy, we've come to what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. First off, you're not a guest on the show. You're an official buddy. Yay! Mm -hmm. <laughs> so my question, my final question to you tonight is what is your advice to anyone out there who's watching right now who dreams of becoming a professional singer? Hmm. Uh, well, one of the things we just talked about, and it applies, because it's a hard industry to break into. So, I mean, obviously, I'd say, you know, study and take, take voice lessons, um, you know, do anything that you can to improve your technical, like the technical aspects of it and to become a better singer. But even if you're a really great singer, so much of this industry is who you meet, when you meet them. And be kind, because there are people in this industry who, you know, I think sometimes people forget it. They think like, oh, I'm so talented. I'll do anything. And I'm like, that doesn't always happen. Nope. And the other thing is you can be brilliant and you just maybe didn't get a break. And yeah. so you just can't get down on yourself. You just, if you love it, keep doing it. Um, and find, but find other things that capture your interest too. find other friends and other interests and make your life well-rounded because it, I'm really, really lucky to finally be doing more like a professional singer consistently, you know, but I was already, I was 45 before that really began to happen consistently. And sure, like I've worked all my twenties, thirties, forties, but it didn't really happen in a much more concrete way. So the good part was I enjoyed what I was doing, even if I wasn't, you know, at the top of my game or, you know, and, or, or, you know, we see a lot of pop stars and people are like, I want to be a star. And I'm like, you don't have to be a star to be successful. You can be just really good at what you do. And you might not be world famous, but you're still working all the time. You're a working professional. So like, think about, 
think about that when you're when you're learning and being technical and getting all the everything in order to be a good performer or singer just think like you don't have to be a pop superstar to be successful you just have to you know find good work and and work your do your best to do your best at it yes absolutely you don't have to like you said you don't have to be famous you just have to do what you think is your best just give yeah. it you all every day you remind absolutely. me a lot of what my favorite fictional boxer says it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward keep how moving much you can forward. take how much you that's can take so and keep moving forward because that's how winning is done it's true and mm -hmm. i've really learned that even more in the last few years because um you know i was just cruising along and i was like oh things are going well and then you know you never know when you can have a medical issue or something can happen exactly. but you know what like you said all you can do is keep on going and some days you might not feel like it and that's okay you know what take a nap then i i had naps i did whatever and but little by little, you know, mm -hmm. you just will have better days. As he and says in another movie. Going. As he says in another movie, one step at a time, one punch at a time, one round at a time, you know? Yep. Well, buddy, thank you so, so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. It was very inspirational today. I'm glad we got a chance to talk. Yes. And please, I have one favor to ask you before we end the show. If you could do anything today, please go be someone's buddy i will for thank my, you buddy <laughs> thank you for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. for all my buddies out there this is my new buddy lorinda please if she's in your town if she's in your area you won't regret it it was a beautiful show i loved every second of it like i said please go be someone's buddy today and we'll, we'll catch you all here next time here on everybody's favorite show buddy cast well, the days are going fast Buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last Buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past Buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats Don't be none it to make it, buddy Here on Buddy Cats Hey, buddies, you thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast and here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.